Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 433, August 6, 2020. 99 degrees on this day in 2001, and as chilly as 48 degrees in 1977. Well, on this day in 2001, you know darn well the kids were swimming on a beach that had been kept free of weeds by our friends at Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company. Aquaside has been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use. They begin working right away, and they're registered with both the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you and your family. There is no need, no need, need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond or the old swimming hole this summer, and there's a lot of summer left. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify your weed problem, make sure you get the right products, and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushere. This is not going to work. I love watching myself on camera. Why, uh, I know what, you do. What's happening? I love watching myself on camera. We are capturing Garage Logic on StreamYard for purposes of, you know, putting up some great clips from the show to share on social media. Joe, give me the lowdown in uh, just in 15 seconds. Give me a StreamYard definition. What what does that do? I have no idea because I can't uh, right. StreamYard log on to it. Right. So right. you want me to stop by after the show to see if I can do it? No, I, I'm not that uh, inept. I, I did all the instructions, yeah. but when it comes yeah. to, well, well, well. say before I before I get into something that I consider just a blessing and one of the great rays of hope we've had since the abolish the police hysteria started three months ago. Before I get into that, uh, Bert sent me an email. I'm not sure if he knows uh, how prescient he was. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. If the Mysterians have their way and we do away with the police and form the interdepartmental, multidimensional department of pink tutus and peppermint helicopters, <laughs> we can look forward to a decrease. In, pay this. Pay attention. This is going to be a link to something. We can look forward to a decrease in crime, most likely to the point of no crime. This will take a page from Soviet Russia and simply not report any client, uh, crime and claim their ideal government is responsible for every citizen abiding by the law. Or more likely, crime won't be reported due to a lack of ability or willingness on the part of the Unicorn Squad to deal with actual difficult crimes, which will be with us eternally. They can just ignore it and exclaim, see, no police, no crime. Bert, You've just given us the plot lines of the books I have strongly recommended to GLers. The uh, trio of Tom Rob Smith books, Child 44, The Secret Speech, and Agent 6. In Child 44, there is a terrible, terrible series of children disappearing and getting murdered. And the protagonist 
has to walk a tightrope line yeah. between stopping that, finding the killer, and appeasing his superiors who are insisting to him that such a thing cannot happen. This is exactly what happened in Soviet a, Russia. That was a great... I did read Child 44. And fantastic. Anya, it was fantastic. And those at, books are available at Author's Corner at the all-new garagelogic.com website. Child 44, The Secret Speech, Agent 6. The, uh, the lead detective's name uh, escapes me at the moment. He appears in all three books. Uh, is Demidov, I think. And he, his heart has not been destroyed by the brutality of... Of of the Soviet rule, he, he he knows he knows where he is. He's got to he's got to appease the party line, which is we don't have crime in Russia, and find this killer. And it's uh, it's exactly what Tim is saying here. Yeah, Leo, you, Leo Demidov. Leo Demidov. Now <clears throat> that would lead us to wonder, uh, as we were wondering yesterday. Uh, behind this movement to to ruin America, might that be one of the goals? That there is no crime, you know. If you don't test for COVID, there's no COVID. That's right. If you, if you don't if you don't have uh, report any crimes and have no police, there is no crime. My God, that's exactly what played out oh. in post post World War II Russia. It's just amazing. Did you know that Nikita Khrushchev was the mayor of Moscow at one time? Did not know that. Okay. In any way, GLers. To not only help you understand the mystery, but for truly, truly great reading, truly great entertaining reading, and learning how our our peers in Soviet Russia grew up in the 50s while we were over here, you know, doing a hula hoop and going water skiing. They were scrounging for scraps of bread and trying to not get locked up by the authorities. Uh, read Tom Rob Smith, Child 44, The Secret Speech, and Agent 6, and you must read them in that order. Right. Must read them in that order. Now for, what? go ahead. I was just going to say really quickly how timely, but The Onion just a couple of minutes ago tweeted out a picture. Oh, I saw the, that. Yeah. Minneapolis announces plan to replace police officers with thousands of heavily armed social workers. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all wearing the battalion <laughs> gear and whatnot. Yeah. Well, The Onion had something else where they replaced the police department with something that ended up with being an acronym being police. <laughs> now, the Charter Commission in Minneapolis, uh, I I got the wrong answer yesterday, Kenny. I thought they'd send it back to the council for quick revision. No, they're going to take 90 days, and they're absolutely correct in doing so. The ordinance that is floated by the activists who are masquerading as city council people was not did not offer enough clarity to the citizens of Minneapolis. They would, you would not have known what you were voting on. And uh, the Charter Commission is 15 people appointed by the chief judge of the Hennepin County District Court. Its chairman is a guy named Barry Clegg. And here is Barry Clegg's quote from yesterday's vote by the Charter Commission. The council says, trust us. We'll figure it out after this is approved. Trust us. Well, I don't, and we shouldn't, said Barry Clegg, chairman of the Charter Commission. Charter change is too important. My God, I'm hearing angelic music. That is the most adult commentary we've heard on public life in Minneapolis in the last three months. That and that Joe Anthony, who we had on in June, who wrote about the dysfunctional <laughs> dynamics that result in the way Minneapolis city government is run. But this is, now, I searched Barry Clegg, 
and I can find him. You have to be a, a member. Uh, you have to be a resident of Minneapolis to be on the Charter Commission. So all 15 people certainly have a, a strong vested interest in carefully, carefully amending the charter, which in effect is the city's constitution. And uh, I found a Barry Clegg, uh, Minneapolis attorney. I have called and called repeatedly. I'm relatively convinced that's the correct Barry Clegg I'm going after. And and uh, odd, because I never really encounter this on a cell phone. Every time I called, the line was busy. And I'm wondering if he's receiving thanksgivings for many other people who have said, Hurrah for you. This is an adult statement. Trust, the council says, trust us. We'll figure it out after this is approved. Trust us. Well, I don't, and we shouldn't, said Barry Clegg. Charter change is too important. Uh, curiously, curiously, that quote was not in the Minneapolis version of the story. The St. Paul yeah, I don't remember of, seeing that, Joe. That's interesting. Uh, we ran the Amy for Liddy story the, uh, of AP. I believe she was with the Pioneer Press, but went to AP. The Star Tribune's uh, version of the story was written by Liz Navratil and Miguel Odorola. And right. we don't have that. We don't have quote in the Minneapolis story. We do have this quote. Uh, People in Minneapolis are ready for transformative change and an end to violent policing now. Like white gate, like white gatekeep, like white gatekeepers have done for centuries. Ten charter commissioners did their best to slow down our movement, but we will keep moving, talking to our neighbors, building up alternative institutions to help each other uh, be safe, and demanding city dollars for care and resources for our neighbors instead of a violent and unaccountable police force. This was a quote by Oluchi. Omioga of Black Visions Collective. I don't know who you are, uh, Olomuchi, but you're full of B as in B, S as in S, and you don't understand what took place. Keith Ellison didn't understand what took place. I'll, uh, I'm sorry, Jeremiah Ellison didn't understand what took place. Uh, let me find you Ellison's quote. Oh, uh, this is, a, this is not democracy, said Jeremiah Ellison of City Council. In a democracy, the people decide. But I guess today the Charter Commission decided otherwise. Ellison, you couldn't have it more wrong. Yeah. The Charter is yeah. your city's constitution. When you amend a constitution, the amendment compels clarity. You have no business sending to the voters something so nebulous that the voters don't know what they're voting on. And as for you, you moron... Olo Luchi Omioga. There are these weren't ten white gatekeepers. It's a very diverse charter commission. Besides which, they did what they are compelled by law to do. They are entrusted. We, you should all be grateful. We should all be grateful that the charter commission did what it did. They didn't say you can never put this on the ballot. They just said you're not ready to put this on the ballot. It could very well, and I, I would suspect it will be, it will be on the ballot in 2021. And if so, it'll have to pass the muster of a charter commission which is entrusted to safeguard the constitution of the city of Minneapolis. And that's exactly what they did. And thank God for Barry Clegg and others on the Charter Commission who behaved like adults in the room for the first time since the killing of George Floyd. All the city council has done is ride momentum on the back of George Floyd to merely signal their own virtue and how woke they are. That's all they've done. They've not come up with a plan that's understandable.
They weren't ready to have this on the ballot. And God bless us all, the Charter Commission did what it was supposed to do. And, that, and that's completely misunderstood by activists like Oluchi Omioga, who is uh, leading the narrative that every single thing that happens in this country that a black person might disagree with is the result of white privilege rather than the law or tradition or convention. Every yeah. single thing a black activist doesn't like, they're going to blame it on white people. B as in B, S as in S, you people are full of bleep. And you got to understand how this works. And it worked as it should. And uh, Jeremiah Ellison, you are revealing, you should keep your mouth shut rather than open it and reveal how stupid we really know you are. This is pathetic. Oh, I guess the Charter Commission took our democracy away. No, they didn't. No, they did not. They did exact. They they rose to the occasion and put a stop to this hysterical madness at a time when the city of Minneapolis is experiencing unprecedented increases in violent crime. At a time when Lisa Bender had to call the police department to report vandalism uh, at her home, the police department she so apparently loathes. Yeah. <clears throat> So, so speaking of Lisa Bender, she made the announcement yesterday on Twitter. And if you need a good laugh, look her up oh, on yeah. Twitter, read the announcement, and then read the responses to that announcement. And 95% of them are the same people that you just mentioned, completely out of touch and uh, chalking this up to white privilege and racism. Well, it's, but the it's, likes it's of... It's really uh, curious. The likes of Oluchi... Omioga, who I've never heard of, I don't know if that's male or female, I've never heard of Black Visions Collective. Whoever you are, you are blind to the way a democracy does work. Completely blind to it. Plus, we're not a democracy, we're a republic. But the democratic process uh, engages voters, but only when they have something to vote on that passes muster. They, they, they had nothing ready to go to a ballot that made sense they could they're more than welcome to continue to try to do that but all they are is activists trying to bring about uh their their version of a future in which there would be no police and i don't think it's far-fetched to say they would they would love to create a society in which they believe there is no crime because anything we might consider a crime they merely might consider a repercussion based on years of oppression Read Child 44, The Secret Speech, and Agent 6, Tom Rob Smith, and you will get a complete blueprint of what these clowns might be after. It is frightening and astonishing. And again, uh, I called, I repeatedly called Clegg. I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to thank him. I wanted to have him on the air. I can't reach him. Uh, I could find no email address for the law firm. Maybe I didn't look hard enough. Uh, but, you know, I said Clegg for mayor, Clegg for governor, Clegg for president, or get together with Joe Anthony. The, you, know what, you know what ordinance should go to the voters? The one we talked about with Joe Anthony in June. When, 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 when a guy named Joseph Anthony had a brilliant guest editorial in the Star Tribune describing exactly or dissecting exactly why city government in Minneapolis is so fouled up. Because when you have 14 people in charge, no one is in charge. It's a strong city council system with a weak mayor system. So the mayor can be vetoed on anything. The mayor could have put a stop to this. 
uh, and said, we're not defunding the police department, and the city council would have vetoed him. You need the opposite. You need a strong mayor and a weak city council. So the ordinance that should be put on the ballot is we, the citizens, do you, the citizens of Minneapolis, wish to change the balance of political weight in the in the hall in city hall by creating a uh, weak city council system and a strong mayor system? You get enough petitions that could be put on the ballot, despite these activists uh, doing everything possible to prevent that from going on the ballot. Uh, and then go find yourself a mayoral candidate. Joe Anthony or Barry Clegg come to mind. But go find yourself a mayoral candidate who is, is strong, has a vision for the future that's based in reality, and then you'd have that city put back together again. I don't see that happening, though, Joe. I think the majority of citizens here like the uh, city council as it is. Which is uh, uh, just a shame, isn't it? Just a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. You know. Just a shame. It's pathetic. It's a pathetic situation. Uh, here's here's Alondra Cano. These quotes, by the way, are uh, given special uh, attention in the Star Tribune story. They're given a column all their own, where they're uh, where the where the type is italicized. They don't have Barry Clegg's quote in their story. I'm not prepared to say they intentionally left it out. But being one of the finest quotes we've ever seen in the three months of police abolishment hysteria, it's really curious to me that they didn't have the president of the Charter Commission's quote. But they have a column of italic quotes dedicated to Oluchi Omioga, and here's, uh, here's Alondra Cano. Voters deserve the right to make their voice heard on the future of our public safety system. The opportunity to vote symbolizes the most democratic way to build a transformative new model of community safety, and the Charter Commission should share this invitation to reimagine what is possible. Our residents and constituents feel the urgency of this moment, and we hope the Charter Commission members also acknowledge the immediate need of this national moment. Cano has it completely backwards. We don't vote on your imagination. We're not voting on what you might imagination. As I've said, I can imagine I live on the 12th hole at Pebble Beach. It ain't going to happen. And I'm not asking you to vote on it. We don't vote, Cano, on what you might wish for. We don't vote, Cano, on what you might imagine. You have the obligation Cano and Bender and Jeremiah Ellison and the rest of you uh, activists masquerading as city council people you have the obligation to correctly come up with an ordinance that could have been voted on and that's to say it's your imagination is not enough to vote on do you get it you morons god help me I'm going to go down there with a bullhorn and stand in front of City Hall and say these things so these creeps can hear it because they sure as hell don't listen to Garage Logic. As long as you do that, will you please make sure it's on video so we can put it yes. on social media? Yeah. Do, you suppose, Such, sure. do you suppose that they do get it? They just hope that the rest of us don't get it? I don't think Cano gets it. I don't think Jeremiah Ellison gets it. They're, they're now stamping their feet and they're having their hissy fits because what they wanted will not now, yeah. now not happen. They didn't get their way. They didn't get it their way. It just seems like phony posturing to me. Like I, they I think, know exactly what, what's going on and what it, what it takes, but they, they think the rest of us don't get it, and that's why they're throwing up the stink. Wall. But how about this, Kenny? So uh, Daniel just emailed this to Joe and myself. Hey, Joe, my sister just sent this to me. DA Mike Freeman's house has been vandalized. The address checks out on TAC records. Uh, on the front p- 
part of his yard next to the sidewalk. It's spray painted, God is watching, Mike. Here we are. This is what appeasing the mob looks like. No one is safe. Nothing satisfies the mob. Authority will be dismantled. They are growing more and more emboldened. On some level, it makes me glad I escaped Minneapolis last year. But on another level, it makes me so angry. I love that city. It's a great city that is being torn apart by a lack of leadership, principles, and vision. Perfectly stated, Daniel. Child 44, the secret speech, Agent 6. You'd be crazy not to be ordering this as I speak because they're going to tell you what life could be like. Because make no mistake, unchecked, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the more you will have reflected what Reavers just read in that email. And it could get to the point where there is no crime because you know what? We've imagined that there's no crime. Hey, Cano, I ain't voting on your imaginations or your nightmares. This is ridiculous. These people are ridiculous. In my imagination, the National Guard is still here and none of this crime is (laughs) happening because they're putting their damn foot down. (laughs) Let me read you an important email about the National Guard. Dear Mayor, my blood is boiling. I'm not sure if you remember, but I sent you an email about a month ago. I attached a picture of my... 19-year-old cook defending the state capitol on May 31st. Remember that Wall said, what do you want me to do, send you a bunch of 19-year-old cooks? Uh, In my opinion, our governor owes every member of the National Guard an apology. Yes, they are part-time soldiers, but they have all gone through basic military training and advanced individual training. They continue to train one weekend a month and typically have a month-long training session out of state. Our son just returned from a month of training in California. The majority of that time was spent in the desert. His comment, uh, Walls' comment, is a slap in the face to every member of the Guard who dropped everything and went to Minneapolis to bring back some order and end the violence. Their presence shut all that down pretty quickly he just lost what little respect i had for him thank you for continuing to do your show i look forward to listening every day on my way to and from work tina lockler tina lockler i remember her email from uh, uh, back in may when she said that my son was there and couldn't take yeah, any action and i remember the the photo too absolutely yep yep, yep. but we've she's absolutely right change we've seen a huge change joe in walls uh, walls here in the last couple of months uh, him turning on the National Guard the way he has, and them uh, him endorsing Ilhan Omar, uh, he's really taken a far, far turn to the left. Well, you know, I said it's Positive Thursday, and I just took such comfort from uh, Barry Clegg's quote. Uh, a, it was the adult thing to say. B, he wasn't afraid to say it. And C, he said it in the right venue. I just think it was... I don't know him from a bale of hay, but I, I know what that quote meant to me, and it should mean everything to any rational, sane citizen taxpayer of the city of Minneapolis. You activists masquerading as city council people with very few votes, you had nothing to present to the voters, Cano. So don't tell me the Charter Commission owes you anything. What you owed the Charter Commissioner was an intelligent ordinance, which you might very well be incapable of writing. I wonder how many other people feel that same way, though. And I just, hope and just more than we think. I'm, I'm sure it's more. Of course it is. Well, if you go back to the piece we read the other day by Andrew Michta, who laid out perfectly what he thinks is happening uh, in the mystery, what is happening is slowly but surely 
uh, people are having the the uh, the intellectual lifeblood beaten out of them by, uh, for example, having their language taken from them. Yep. And the other great thing about Clegg's uh, quote is, no language. He he used the language he needed to use. I I just think it was fantastic. I'll keep trying to reach him. Maybe it'll be worth trying to convince him to run for mayor. Or convince him to. Well, well, I suppose he you, couldn't as a charter commission member, but somebody's got to lead the move to get that petition uh, uh, to the city council so they are forced to create an ordinance calling for their demise. Not the well, police you don't department. Even know his, you don't know his political leanings. I mean, he's just a common sense guy. Yeah, I don't know what his. I don't know anything about him, except I know a quote when I see one. And again, find it terribly curious that the Star Tribune went out of its way to give long, italicized screeds to these people who are opposing what the Charter Commission did, and yet don't have the president of the Charter Commission's quote in the story. I that's find that curious. That's your liberal media right there, because uh, that's really interesting. You uh, you divulged things that I didn't know uh, were in that article, because I, I read the Star Tribune piece, and... You, like you said, they they weren't in there. Well, I read the Star Tribune piece and the St. Paul uh, 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 version of it, and uh, That's there's some there. other there's some other great uh, uh, quotes too. Uh, 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 let me see if I can. Well, they're not important. They're they're uh, uh, they're not they're not as important as uh, as Clegg's was. I uh, I read both accounts too, and I, it shocked me. <laughs> You know what? I really felt. Uh, yeah, what'd you uh, think? Kindred spirit. Yeah. Kindred spirit. Right. Kindred spirit. Uh, uh, Johnny, how many accounts did you read? Did you read I all three? Read one. All four? I just read one. It's, uh, very accountable. John's been unplugged for about 10 days. Oh, it's been nice. Man. Life is different up in the middle of Nodak, oh, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. yeah. Is that where you are, John, right now? No, not now. But no, he's back. he's back. He's back. Oh, you were, you were, you were back. I see. I see. I, I John was have, on his. I don't have go ahead, no John. idea what's going on in the world. I was gonna say Johnny was on <laughs> his. I've been drinking with my brothers till dawn trip. <laughs> no, no, no. We're all older now, Chris. <laughs> Reavers, I, I hate to hear this, uh, and I hate to use this word, but it's what the emailer wrote because I've instructed the staff I don't want this word used. Okay. But he said. How do you get your new episodes format to work? New format sucks. How do us GLers get your new episode format to work so we too can enjoy your antics? Dave Thompson asking from just north of Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Yeah, I, I emailed Dave back to, to What's happening? Him. It's just a different feed. It's very simple once you figure out. You just click on the actual episode. Then there's a download function right next to the play button where you can do the same. Or, you know, download it through PodMN. Uh, of course. The same way Did you, you had also before. inform him not to use the word sucks? Yes. Stinks is okay. You don't like that word. I don't stinks. like that word. We yeah. don't need it. I, I agree. It's, it's what about powerful. that whisker? No. We don't need no. that either, Kenny. And I don't need you bringing it up. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, while you were away, did uh, <laughs> yeah. moron? Did the bride uh, get the carpets cleaned? Did she call uh, my trusted carpet cleaners? Oh boy! You know what? Here's the deal. Did, but In fact, I think she needed them. I think after Kenny's been having a heater or two and that smelly carpet in the basement, you could freshen that baby up with a on an online booking at mytrustedcarpetcleaners.com. Yes, they are a wonderful sponsor to the Garage Logic podcast. They are owned by a couple of GLers, Tim and Carla Ross. 
And again, Carla was the runner-up in the fireworks queen contest to the one and only Morgan QE Wolf Slattery. I would have voted for Carla. Back to business. My trusted carpet cleaners will do a great job for you. They have state-of-the-art equipment specialized in problem cleaning such as pet odors and spills. Yes, you should have your carpets clean every six months to a year, but sometimes when Rover's going has a little accident, you want to get rid of that bacteria. They have a special process that actually removes the odor, doesn't just mask the smell. If your carpets need cleaning, go to MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com, click on the Book Online button at the top of the page, and schedule your next cleaning. It's just as easy as that. They will take care of you, GLers. Trust. That's right. MyTrustedCarpetCleaners.com. Hey, we would love it if you could book a tee time with our partners at Siren National Golf Club in Siren, Wisconsin. Our friends Jeff and Sarah, they are the owners and are true diehard fans of Garage Logic. If you're not familiar, Siren National is a beautiful 19-hole championship course. Yes, they have an extra hole. You really have to see the beauty of this course for yourself. Check out a hole-by-hole video tour at their website right now, sirennational.com. They have mature pine and hardwood forest lines that bent grass, fairways, and greens. A lot of great natural features like woods, water, and rock. There are no houses on this course. You are in the North Woods. It's perfect for both veteran and beginner golfers, and it's also very affordable. Jeff and Sarah have priced rounds very fair. They want people to have fun without breaking the bank. Yes, and now, check this out. Through the end of the season, they have a special offer for any law enforcement officers. Just simply show your ID and get a free beverage with your round or $5 off your round of golf. Jeff and Sarah have two sons that are in law enforcement. It's very close to their heart. It's just their way of saying thank you. Book your tea time now at sirennational.com and please help support our fellow GLers and play Siren National. He lacks patience. Joe Suchere. <laughs> Boy, does he. Uh, and the clock is ticking. Chris Miller from AimHighConstructionMN.com. He sent me an email earlier this week. It sounds like you GLers are really lining up and getting putting, uh, put on the schedule for projects this winter. Thank you, GLers. And that's what you need to do. Um, uh, right now is a great time to get a hold of AimHighConstructionMN.com so you can uh, get your projects scheduled for this winter it's been a wonderful experience for my family so far high quality craftsmanship very timely completion amazing customer service and uh it's coming in under budget so far right uh, right at or under budget and they can handle almost any job no matter what your construction needs may be remodels new construction kitchens bathrooms basement finishing and yes of course aim high construction can get you that roof but they'll also help with design consultation and work within that budget and they also offering uh, offer financing if you so choose uh, back to my project they're coming next week early monday tearing out the old cabinets, tearing out the floor, and then laying a new floor on Tuesday. The cabinets go in after that. If you need it to go smoothly, if you want to deal with someone you can trust, log on to the website, ask questions, schedule an estimate, and then get ready to be happy. AimHighConstructionMN.com. I want to read you something. Uh, I wasn't going to, but then it occurred to me that it allows me to set up another deep thought. It's a story in today's St. Paul Pioneer Press uh, uh, by Fred Mello. Carter withdraws Port Authority nominee. 
While accusing the St. Paul City Council of being willfully deceptive, Mayor Melvin Carter has withdrawn his nomination of a former assistant city attorney to the board of the St. Paul Port Authority. Carter issued a two-page letter to the council on Wednesday explaining why he was no longer advancing Matt Slaven for their consideration. The words and actions of some members of this council are an insult to his expertise and dedication and send an unwelcoming signal to all who would desire to serve but may not meet the requirements of arbitrary litmus tests, Carter wrote. Council members had previously voted to delay Slavin's appointment and called on Carter's office for further explanation of his choice to replace former Deputy Mayor Paul Williams, who is retiring from the Port Authority. In mid-July, Councilmember Rebecca Noker said she wanted more information from the mayor's office about Slavin's nomination, especially given the Port Authority's gender imbalance. Currently, the only female Port Authority members are City Council members Mitra Jalali and Nika Constantino, a financial advisor with Merrill Lynch. The seven-member Port Authority is the city's leading economic development partner. Bear with me. Slavin, a partner with the law firm of Taft, Statinius, and Hollister, previously represented the city in negotiations with real estate developers over the Ford Motor site, before uh, Ford Motor Plant site. Before that, he represented the Vikings in connection with the development of U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, and he previously represented the Minnesota Children's Museum during its 2016-17 renovation. Today, despite his experience and indisputable qualifications for the role, I withdraw my appointment for Matt Slavin to serve on the Port Authority Board, Carter wrote. Prior to leaving on vacation, Council Member Noker expressed surprise that I would replace a black man who was stepping off the board with a white man, while wondering aloud how I could have come to my decision, the mayor said. Minimizing former Deputy Mayor and Project for Pride in Living President Paul Williams' role in the Port Authority Board as a black man is an insult to his distinguished career in community development and his nationally respected development expertise. The mayor said that seven of his latest appointees across five different boards have been people of color, and three of those seven appointees are female. To cite this one appointment in isolation as evidence of a lack of commitment to diversifying our city's boards and commissions is willfully deceptive. Necker, who did not attend Wednesday's council meeting, was not available for comment. Well, A, uh, I hate to give uh, Carter a pat on the back, but it sounds to me like he was appointing a pretty good replacement for this Paul Williams. Right. Yeah. Uh, Who's black. And this replacement Carter came up with happened to be white. And so these woke uh, activists masquerading as city council members in St. Paul, they 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 uh, they say, well, wait a minute. Why are you uh, taking a black guy off here and replacing him with a white guy? Well, why not? Sounds like the white guy's got the credentials. I want the best qualified. I don't care if you are black. That's great. If you're not uh, big deal. The deep thought I'm having is both in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Have you ever felt. Uh, in your life, more disconnected from these people. Have you ever felt mm-hmm. more? Have you ever felt more that you you can see now with absolute clarity the the different rail Such. of American life they're living on? Uh, yeah, I'm moving. Such, I, I'm moving. I know. Doesn't that answer your question? That does answer my question. <laughs> Joe, I used to be able to in St. Paul. I I either knew uh, several of the St. Paul City Council members, and of course the mayors, but. And I don't even mean know them like we're buddy-buddy, but I, I knew what their politics were. I knew what their background was. I knew where they grew up. Yep. I have no idea about the St. Paul City Council. Not that I haven't tried, but I don't have any idea. I don't know anything about any of them. But but they're entrusted to run the city on behalf of us 
in All both of us. in both cities. There, that's yeah. what their job is to get up and go into yeah. work. That's the life you chose. You you yeah. choose. You 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 wish to represent your constituents in an effort to uh, make this uh, uh, agreeable cities. And in both cities, what we're seeing is that their behaviors have nothing to do with us. Nothing. Right. And, and here's right. a case where where Noker, rather than either shutting up or believing that, that Mayor Carter came up with a good appointment, she's saying, well, why are you uh, replacing a black guy with a white guy? And what about gender imbalance? Noker, none of that has anything to do with running the Port Authority. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it's... It's mind-boggling to me uh, that with each passing day, we realize, uh, what are you snickering about? I'm, I'm waiting for you to finish, and I was just going to read a headline on a story I just saw. Wait you can't that, even make it up. I've got something to add when he's done here. Yeah, go ahead. I'm done. I have nothing to add. Well, on a larger stage, Suits, that's why I don't like Ilhan Omar, because not only does she represent none of us, she only represents herself, Correct. right? Yep. Right, and that doesn't work. So uh, we, you know, we, we snicker at what's going on here, but we always make the comment that it's it's everywhere closest to the country's tallest buildings. How about this out of the Washington Examiner, John? I, forgive me if you were going to have this in your news update. San Francisco police busted a meth lab in a hotel room that was rented out by the city to house frontline workers and a portion of its massive homeless population during the coronavirus pandemic. Wow. Law enforcement <laughs> wow. responded to a 911 call about a strong chemical odor emanating from a guest room at the Civic Center Motor Inn on yeah, Saturday. Right. When police arrived, they found they found the ingredients for the drug along with other paraphernalia and arrested people who were staying in the room. We shouldn't be snickering at that. <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right that baby by the hour, huh? I'm going to go get a car. The hell with this. Where are you going to go? I'm going to go to Schmelz. Nice. 36 and 61? Yeah, right in the southeast quadrant South right there in Maplewood. Schmelz, yeah. Schmelz countryside in Maplewood. They sell Volkswagens, Alfa Romeos, and Fiats. And right now, 0% for 72 months on all new 2019 and 2020 VWs with deferred payment of 120 days. And that includes the new flagship, the 2020 Atlas Crossport, which is going to get a lot of my attention. But here's what you do. Well, you can also get uh, 0% for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned vehicles. But here's what you you do. What do you do? You go to the websites, you pick out what you want, then you'll have your own personalized sales appointment and test drive. Go to SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, SchmelzFiat.com. Pick out what you want, the color, the measurements, the statistics. Uh, Call Schmelz, say you're coming out for your own sales appointment. They'll be glad to help you. 651-243-4316, Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. Scone Over Body Works and Glass is a one-stop, third-generation body shop. They've been business in business for over 80 years, located up in a lovely Shoreview on County E, just a few steps east of Lexington. Mr. Positive, Mike Schoonover is on the line. And if, GLers, if you didn't know this, Play for Patrick. It's an organization that was started by the Schoonover family to screen kids for heart defects. Now, it was started after the Schoonovers lost their 14-year-old son, Patrick, back in 2014 while he was uh, playing in a hockey game up in Brainerd. He was playing for Eastview. 
And it was later learned that Patrick had numerous heart defects. And since that awful day, the Schoonover family, you guys have made it your goal to help parents and kids with this organization, Mike, called Play for Patrick. And it screens kids for heart defects. It's been very successful in that pursuit. Everything was going great. But then along came COVID. So where does that leave us now, Mike? Well, thanks, Kenny. Uh, you know, we we uh, we were going great. Everybody was going great guns in, uh, mid, uh, up until mid-March. And we had to cancel two screens in uh, April and May. And we were hoping that things would be better here for the upcoming screens in um, in Prior Lake and at Eastview and some various other places this year. But uh, it's just not, uh, we want to keep our participants safe. We want to keep our volunteers, especially our medical volunteers, safe. So it's just there's too many unknowns, and uh, I guess right now is not the right time for us to be doing heart screens, especially when schools aren't, you know, we, we don't even know if schools w- w- is where we put on these events, if right. schools are going to be open, closed, um, you know, that, so it's, it's just too many unknowns for us to, to uh, take a chance. I follow uh, Play for Patrick on Twitter, and when I saw the announcement earlier this week, I was really worried that it wasn't going to start up again, but that's not the case. When the time is right, you will fire things up again, right, Mike? Yeah, we will. And in the meantime, we're going to be, uh, we're going to get, you know, get stronger and get better and, and, you know, buy more equipment. Uh, You know, we buy, we we have all of our own echocardio uh, equipment and, and uh, we have our EKG equipment that we purchase. Uh, So there's, there's other things that we will continue to uh, secure and, we're going to revamp some of our processes and procedures and just get better and and uh, be ready for when things do open up. That is great news because that brings me to my next point. When things do get started up again uh, and you can volunteer time or if you can volunteer and donate money right now for Play for Patrick, please log on to playforpatrick.org. That's playforpatrick.org. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. He doesn't need it indoors because he's going to be outdoors on the patio at 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. Rook, look at this tweet that they just sent out. Thirsty Thursday, okay, happy hour at 3. The cucumber watermelon mojito yeah. that has rookie written all over. Oh, I got family it. members that probably would need a designated driver because they would just want to sit there and. Sit. May I you tell you? Uh, may I tell you Reavers? something else? Yes. Yeah. While you're on the uh, patio at Thirty Bales, okay. Yeah. Today is National IPA Day. What's it? Oh, I guess I celebrate, celebrate good times. Let's go. Uh-huh. Uh, the Reavers. Yes, I forgot to tell you. Last week we ordered from um, Thirty Bales. Nice. The roommate picked it up, and we both had that new the juicy Lucette. Juicy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, that's good. Yes. Oh. Did you talk to each other when you were eating? <laughs> no, I, I went down to my separate room. Rooms? And, All right. Yeah, gosh. I went down to my room and uh, ate in private. Also available, the candied pecan fennel screwdriver vodka pecan and fennel simple syrup orange tattersall liqueur and oj yeah i'm telling you right now their handcrafted cocktails for happy hour are out of Damn. this world three to six 
Happy but, hours Tuesday through Friday. Plus, the weather's going to be great. It's going to be hot yes. and sweaty, so that's great patio weather. It's a Scratch Midwest kitchen. Check out their entire menu and do it online right now. 30bales.com. Tell them GL sent you. Here's Johnny Height. Because we have the whole crew together today. Yeah! Four out of five of us are on camera. I feel like I'm in Kenny's beard right now. (laughs) Uh, Did you know I was, uh, when you guys were talking about Child 44, I was just doing a little research. Did you know they made a film in 2015 from the book? Yes. I have not seen it. I would watch that. Uh, I have not seen it either. It did not get good reviews. Uh, The the book, I remember reading it, was pretty much a page turn. I mean, you couldn't put it down. Uh, The the book would be much better than anything Hollywood could have done to it. It was so depressing. It says the film is... uh, it moves too slow compared to the book, so I probably won't. Although I think the I think the the Dragon Tattoo Girl films were good, the the Stieg Larsson books, which are another series of incredibly great novels. Okay, we could have a discussion about this. Yeah. Do you like the foreign films or do you like the American uh, Americanized Daniel Craig films? I like the film that uh, uh, Rooney Mara was was the Dragon Girl. I don't know who did that, foreign or domestic. I well, were know. they speaking English or were you reading captions? <laughs> speaking English. Okay, the one yeah. with the captions is better. Okay. I, uh, I, I, the first book I made at 150 pages. I couldn't read anymore. You're kidding me. Just oh, my God, me. I think yeah. they're just fantastic. I know. I'm one of the few. I know. I know. Uh, sports notes. You know what you are, John? News. You know what you are, John? You're wrong. Right. You're just I'm wrong. wrong. <laughs> uh, Girl in the End Dragon Tattoo from 2011. Uh, it was directed by David Fincher. Okay. So must have been I didn't American need to know that, but that's okay. Rooney. No, no. <laughs> Sports notes. God help me. The... Honest to God. When I do get on TV or yep. whatever the yep. hell we're on there, yep. Streamland uh-huh. or whatever it is, there'll be some hell to pay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. You'll be a little slow. Well, the best is we're going to get a two-hour shot of the top of Joe's head. <laughs> or just this. <laughs> <laughs> Things like this. See that? Oh, the gun show is out. Gun show, yeah. (laughs) Twins beat the Pirates again last night, this time in Pittsburgh. That means the Twins have a 10-2 record. The best 12-game start since they moved to Minnesota, and it's the best record, uh, well, tied for best in the Major Leagues, best in the American League. Doesn't count. This year doesn't count. Well, not to mention, the Twins are a good club, but my God, is Pittsburgh awful. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, the Wild Best of Five series against the Canucks continues today, and it's the very, very, very unusual day playoff. Oh, that's game. right. It's one thirty. One thirty. Am I correct, Reavers, in uh, suggesting that the Twins' success right now is basically pitching? Uh. Because their team batting average isn't that great. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, that it is. But again, I mean, Cleveland can't hit, and neither can Pittsburgh. It's, it's pitching and Nelson Cruz. There you go. Yeah. All right. Did you give right. the store uh, the score on that game, uh, John? Five Which to three, was wasn't it? The TBs are two and the bosses are zero in that oh. hockey game. He's talking, um, uh, uh, Kenny, that the Wild are playing Vancouver wow. today at one thirty. Uh, yeah, at one thirty. We can, I can't get that on my system, so I'm watching the Bruins get their asses kicked. Right? Is it a Donnybrook? Not quite yet. In news, the Minneapolis Giants. You're glad he's paying attention to the show, Joe. Yeah. The Minneapolis. 
The Minneapolis Charter Commission decided Wednesday, as Joe told you, to take more time to review a city council amendment to dismantle the police department, uh, ending the possibility of voters deciding the issue in November. The Charter Commission had expressed concern that the process to change the city's charger was being rushed. Uh, after George Floyd died following an encounter with a Minneapolis police officer, some commissioners said they were more concerned about making the right changes rather than making the fast changes. A police officer assaulted in New Prague Thursday morning. According to the Scott County Police Department, an officer made a traffic stop due to a driving complaint report made along the 500 block of 6th Street Northwest. The officer assaulted during the traffic stop but did not have any serious injuries. One person taken into custody. No additional information was released. John, I believe that happened up in your neighborhood, maybe Anoka, yesterday. Uh, and really? if I remember right, a RAV4 was pulled over, and they rammed the cop car. A chase ensued, but they finally got the baddie. I did not see that. I believe that oh. was yesterday. Yeah. So uh, earlier today, Patrick and I recorded the uh, the baseball podcast. I pulled in yeah. just, just before 10 o'clock, and there's some guys out here working on the light rail platform. I believe they're Metro Transit guys that are yeah. doing some maintenance work sure. up here. And there was a squad sitting over here, and I looked over. I go, you guys all right? He goes, yeah, someone walked in or walked up, walked or got into the hopped into the Metro Transit work truck and took off. Stole it while they were sitting there working. Oh, there is no crime right in front of our building. Yeah. There is Neighbors, no crime. There is no I've crime. had I've had contractors in and out of here for the past 4 weeks and I have to tell every one of these guys you can't leave your tools sitting out no. in my yard. You can't leave your, the back of your truck open. You've got to lock everything up because yeah. They'll. I mean, all they need is 15 seconds, and your rig and all your tools will be gone. I'm trying to hear John Height. Authorities are looking for whoever vandalized an officer statue in Egan with anti-police graffiti. The vandalism Tuesday night targeted the life-size stat, uh, life statue depicting an officer shielding a little girl. It's among several bronze figures that were similarly vandalized in the Egan Tribute and Memorial Plaza that also honor firefighters and military service members. Police had planned to have a community conversation to hear citizens' concerns about policing, according to the department. Uh, it also included a photo of an officer statue the release did with a profane word written above BLM across his chest. The event, building bridges and trust between citizens and law enforcement at the Banchell, canceled because of a protest and rally that occurred nearby at the same time. Police also released the photo of a woman vandalizing a Banshell wall with a similar theme, along with the first name of Isaac Aiden, a 23-year-old man who was fatally shot by police during a standoff in July 2019. Police are asking for folks' help in finding the people who vandalized these statues. Hey, John, did you have a new sponsor for this particular broadcast? I did. In fact, uh, it's Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Store. Thank you, bro. Can I, can I tell you something about that? What? I'm trying to listen to John. <laughs> Joe, I wanted to reach out to you and let you know that it has been frustrating for me to hear about Fratelloni's and how great their service and selection is. The closest location to me is 60 miles away. I love to do projects around the home, and I am a decent woodworker, uh, and a good hardware store is hard to find. I needed a specialty bit for a project I'm working on. I will save you the technical mumbo-jumbo, as it is more involved than a tube of adhesive, and we all know how that turned out for you. <laughs> I searched the Googles and could not find what I needed. Even the great Amazon didn't have what I needed. I hopped over to the website of Franelonis, and within a minute, 
I found what I needed, and they had it in stock. Great. Now, how do I get it from 60 miles away? I went through the steps to see if they can ship it, expecting it to cost three times as much as the item itself. To my surprise, shipping was actually reasonable. Ordering was simple, and I had it in my hands within a day. What a great service and awesome selection. Thank you for recommending Fratelloni's, and thank you to Fratelloni's for being a proud sponsor of Garage Logic Mark in St. Cloud. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. The Minnesota Department of Public Safety Thursday morning reporting that fatal motorcycle crashes are up compared to last year. According to DPS, 33 motorcyclists have been killed this year. That's up from 25 at the same time last year. Records from DPS say 33 motorcyclists killed in 32 crashes. In 24 of those incidents, riders were not wearing helmets. More than half of the crashes involved only the bike itself, not hitting another car. DPS encourages those who do plan to ride, of course, to wear protective gear, including your helmet. Be aware of inattentive drivers and don't drink and ride. My theory would uh, be there's just more people riding motorcycles as there are people riding bicycles. Unfortunately, we can add to that number because one hour ago, our buddy oh. uh, Sergeant Je- Jesse Grabo of the patrol announced that the Minnesota State Patrol is investigating a fatal crash involving a semi versus a motorcycle. Oh. Oh. And the motorcycle at, rider has passed five miles west of Thief River on Highway 1. Oh. I would also say speed really is a determining factor. I think people are driving a lot faster not just motorcycles i just mean people in general and that that instant mistake is and plus uh, there's just a lot of hostility on the roads i know we keep bringing it up but i'm noticing it so much more now you know people are just angry driving back from north dakota i was doing close to 80 and i was passed continuously wow yeah just get out of their way let them let the flow go yep Yep. it's not worth it Lebanon began an official period of national mourning on Thursday, two days after that powerful explosion in Beirut flattened whole neighborhoods. Uh, The official death toll rose to 137, more than 5,000 people injured, miles of debris still covering the area around the epicenter of the blast at the port of Beirut. Lebanese Army bulldozers plowing through the wreckage. The thousands of tons of ammonium nitrate that Lebanese officials are blaming for the huge explosion arrived in that city aboard an ailing Russian-owned cargo ship that made an unscheduled stop in the city Mm. more than six years ago. Lebanese customs officials wrote letters to the courts at least six times from 2014 to 2017 seeking guidance on how to get rid of the highly combustible material. And according to public records, solutions proposed by the officials included exporting the ammonium nitrate, which is used in fertilizer and explosives, or donating it to the Lebanese army. But the judiciary failed to respond to the letters according to the records. The general manager of Beirut Port, Hassan Karatiam, confirmed that in an interview on Wednesday, saying despite repeated requests from customs and security officials, nothing happened. Anger swelling around the country as people are demanding to know who is to blame for the dangerous cash being allowed to sit at the port for that many years, why it wasn't kept in safer conditions. May I tell you something? Yes. Uh, as part of my uh, work in the morning, I always make sure I check websites that I normally would not check. Uh, and so I went to MSNBC today just to see what's what's up, and they managed to find a Lebanese-born uh, so-called journalist who wrote an editorial 
managing to blame even the United States for this explosion. You're kidding me. Because of of Trump's uh, Trump's economic sanctions uh, on Hezbollah. And uh, she found this to be uh, wholly uh, incompetent on the part of the American West. And so uh, that's one of the reasons I don't really go to MSNBC very often. Capitalism, Such capitalism. I saw two... I saw two photos that might interest you, Such. Number one, before and after satellite shots yes. of the uh, bomb site. That was saw those. I saw those. Stark. But then somebody superimposed the damage, the the damage circle, uh, into the city of Chicago, saying Grant Park was ground zero. Right. And there is wreckage and devastation all the way up to Evanston. Really? Which is which is a haul up the North Shore. That's well, I can, how big I know it exactly. I know it exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. my so, God! So that means equally <laughs> equally distant south then too. Yeah, yeah, all the way and around. Then out yep. into the lake and then west. Yep. Wow. Yep. Did you guys Close see the to- video of the uh, the woman that was taking her bridal uh, yeah. f- photos? But yeah. right bef- moments before it. Ha- it's there's all sorts of these videos that are popping up that yeah. are just heartbreaking. If Grant Park was the epicenter of that explosion in Chicago, would those skyscrapers skyscrapers come down? Boy, you would. It's a pretty think big so. jolt, man. That thing. I mean, when that when the so. orange one, that second oh. explosion is the one that just went. Uh, I'm you know I'm blowing everything out of here. Because that stuff in Lebanon is made out of you know cardboard. Well, that, true. That yeah, doesn't surprise me. Close to 100 people contracted the coronavirus in Ohio after one person who had the virus attended a church service and spread it to dozens of others. As a warning to religious institutions in the state, Governor Mike DeWine tweeted a graphic from the Ohio Department of Health on Tuesday to show how a 56-year-old churchgoer essentially infected 91 people. 53 people who attended the church fell ill. 18 of them then gave it to at least one other person. Meanwhile, Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, said COVID-19 will likely never be eradicated. He said, I don't think we're going to eradicate it from the planet because it's highly transmissible. He said, but what I think we can do with a combination of good vaccine and attention to public health, and by attention, I mean, don't mean shut down. I mean, things, if we're prudent, then we can get behind this. I talked to a doc yesterday and asked him if herd immunity is better than any vaccine, and he said, of course. But don't anticipate herd immunity because not enough people are getting this. Was his answer. So he. Uh, by the by the way, uh, Dewine, the governor there of Ohio, tested yeah. positive this morning for the coronavirus, mm. right ahead of a planned meeting with President Trump. The Republican governor's office said Thursday he took the test as part of standard protocol before meeting the president at an airport in Cleveland. John, why do you now, hate the president so much? I, I, what the, <laughs> I, don't huh? fall for it, Johnny. I'm kidding. Don't Thanks, fall for Thank you. Where, where locally can we get the antibody uh, check test? I have no idea. You I'm can, wondering if that's what I had back in December and January. You can sure get, sounds like it. You can get it at most hospitals, Kenny. The problem is you have to. You have to. It's an in-person visit. You have to schedule it. And you, if you made your appointment today, you probably aren't getting in before Halloween. Oh, yeah. I don't, uh, is it, this doesn't seem right to me, but I don't know. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti, uh, did you see this? He announced yeah. they're, t- they're taking action against those who throw large parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you're going to large parties and throwing them, you're an idiot. Let me just say that first. But, yeah. oh. uh, the, the, <laughs> but they're going to turn off the water and power in houses where there's oh, come on. large parties wow. because they're having them in, the, in these mansions. 
That seems that uh, uh, like uh, unconstitutional. You see what they're doing in uh, New York City, where you actually yeah. need papers to you be out. Be the Gestapo is out uh, checking papers. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, this pandemic has been a gift to the Mysterians, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> Royce, he came said, in today and he goes, I really underrated the pandemic. I said, oh, yeah, why is that? He said, man, I can get anywhere in about five minutes. This is fantastic. <laughs> I underrated the pandemic. What's said, coming up on the ride? Right. <laughs> What's coming up on the ride? Garcetti said city legal experts had vetted the measure and he thought it was on firm legal ground. Liberty University President Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, said he has apologized for posting a photo of him in unzipped pants with his arm around a woman, but said it was just a costume party and everything was in good fun. What uh, role was he trying to play? <laughs> How does it actually, cause change? Right, yeah, it actually right. looked like two characters from Trailer Park Boys. Oh, the I see. That, I do not know. I'd be surprised if uh, Mr. Falwell was watching it, but the photo showed Falwell uh, with his pants unzipped, his underwear showing beneath. He had one arm around a woman whose shorts also appeared to be unbuttoned and his other holding a glass with a dark-colored liquid. The photo appeared to be on board a yacht. The posting was quickly withdrawn and drew a sharp backlash in charges of hypocrisy because the evangelical university that he leads prohibits students from having sexual relations outside of a biblically ordained marriage and consuming any media with lewd lyrics, sexual content, or nudity. Well, that's all media these days. Falwell <laughs> described the woman in the photo as his wife's assistant. On his Instagram oh. account, he tagged a picture of the woman as <laughs> Kathleen Stone, who lists on her Facebook account that she works for his Liberty University. <laughs> a small-scale miner in Tanzania. Assistant. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, not, not to... sign no more. <laughs> <laughs> a small-scale miner in Tanzania who had become an overnight millionaire about a month ago when he unearthed two of the biggest rough Tanzanite gemstones has struck it rich again. Wow. He picked up another stone with an estimated value of $2.8 million. Wow. The three stones discovered by Sanunu Lazir, a 52-year-old husband to four wives and a father of more than 30 children. Oh, that thing's gone. That thing's already been spent. I'll take B. (laughs) B. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Lazir waved the large stone over his head before handing it over to Tanzanian government officials who gave him a check to purchase it. He said, I'm begging my fellow miners that we should be patriotic and adhere to rule and regulations, committing ourselves to work hard and that we prosper. Uh, those first because two of coronavirus, discovered- you are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you, A, quarantine with your wife and child, or B, B. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Every time it gets me. <laughs> no, B. Whatever B. it is, don't care. B. B. Yeah. B. The first two stones he discovered a month ago had a value of $4.7 million, bringing his haul above $7 million. A Tanzanite with a deep violet blue color is found only in that country. What country is that again, John? Tanzania. Tanzania. You knew. You knew. I was so proud I got by it without saying Tanzania. Tanzania. (laughs) Bastard. Uh, So anyway, he's, he's got a lot of money. From the whoops department. Florida police say three teenagers fleeing officers while carrying a semi-automatic gun inadvertently jumped a wall at President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. Oh. Palm Beach police say the 15-year-olds probably didn't know where they were after scaling the wall Friday. 
Palm Beach police say they are lucky they didn't get shot by Secret Service agents. Yeah. Neither the, neither the president nor a family member was at the club, which is closed for the summer. The three teens had been sitting in their car two miles north of Mar-a-Lago and sped off when an officer approached. They later stopped and tried to flee on foot, jumping over the wall into the club. They're being held on felony charges. Uh, Rook, I got bad news for you. What do you got? I know it's Halloween's your favorite time of the Halloween year. Halloween scares me this year, yep. It's been a lot canceled, of stuff. Huh? It's a lot of stuff getting canceled. Yeah. yeah. And they're fearing, of course, uh, a big drop in er- or money because a lot of money is spent at Halloween. Right. The, they expect a drop in orders for trick-or-treat candies and Halloween costumes and the loss of big crowds and hefty revenues at theme parks that host Halloween-themed events. Uh, in short, they're saying it'll be another financial blow to an economy already weakened by the business closures and double-digit unemployment rates caused by the pandemic. Tom Arnold's a professor of finance at the Robbins School of Business at the University of Richmond. He said Halloween is the holiday that comes second after Christmas as far as spending goes. Close that second. amazes me. That amazes me. Close second. God. Uh, $8.8 billion last year, Joe. Oh, my well, word. Oh, my word. On what? <laughs> Candy? <laughs> yes. And and costumes. Body nurse, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Best night to be a bartender, I'm going to tell you that oh, okay, right now. Yeah. What, what year is it this year? What day is it this year? 2020. <laughs> What's, what year is it then? What year is it? Actually, it's this year it's on a Saturday. 31st. It's on a oh, Saturday. This it's on Saturday. Yeah. That's on Saturday. And it's supposed to be a full moon, too. Oh, boy. Uh, it's on for me. I'm just going to announce that my Halloween is still on. Harmony yeah. Spirits will be poured Saturday. at Rookie's yeah, house. Come on over, Harmony. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest South Ca- uh, Southern California theme parks, Universal, the Disneyland Resort, Knott's Berry Farm, have all been closed since mid-March and have already canceled all upcoming Halloween celebration. Well, didn't the guy out here in Shakopee get canceled last yeah, year? Yeah, he shut the it down. The oh. guy? Oh, yeah. I thought you were referring down. to Valley Fair, that they're closed for the year, too. Well, no, but this, what happened? It was something gang-related? That, was, that was, I think, um, uh, visitors not behaving properly, and he called yeah, that's what it was. some out, yep. and uh, they... Uh, they tried to cancel him. They tried to yeah. shut him down yeah. because of that. that, that was Joe, even though that was the case. Right. Joe and crew sitting out in this glorious weather, enjoying a cigar, adult refreshment, and garage logic. Would only be better if I was at the end of a dock. I live close to Reavers, but heading east on Friday, tomorrow, playing Keller in the morning. And since GL owns Highway 61 and I'm in the neighborhood, looking forward to heading north to Hugo to check out Grunhofer's for the first time. Nice. Stocking up for the weekend and to ask Spencer if he's ever heard about that market in Cincinnati called Jungle Gyms. I'm a week behind on GL and have two comments, podcast versus radio. I love driving home after work listening to GL on the radio, but the podcast is fantastic, plus it's easy to share with folks in our sphere of influence. Peter Green, a must on your playlist, a good documentary on his life on Amazon. Good luck, Scott Clark in the Southwest Metro, patiently waiting for Garage Logic to add sponsors out my way. Well, uh, uh, Scott, you're going to really enjoy your experience. You're going to have your eyes open. You're going to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. And as long as you're so far away, load up on everything. The meatloaf, the tomahawk steaks, the brats, the burgers, the skewers, the jerky, cheeses, spices, you name it. You will find yourself that you have died and gone to meet heaven. 
I, when yes. you are at uh, <laughs> when you are at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. You're going to enjoy the experience. Uh, be sure to register as a GLer. Spencer loves that, and uh, keep in mind Spencer loves it so much that he's adding on an additional 2,500 square feet so he can make more of the good stuff. Full disclosure: I had some uh, Gabe had to do some brush duty on 61 in Hugo. And I did stop in there yesterday. I got you a meatloaf. Son of it was un it was unplanned. I got a meatloaf. I got a pound of bacon, thick cut, the custom oh. cut. Oh. And then oh. my next door neighbors, Terry and Squeak, wanted a uh, garlic. Terry and Squeak. Yeah. Where the hell do you live? <laughs> they wanted garlic, parm, brats. <laughs> yep. And then we got the cranberry wild rice and blueberry wild rice brats. Mm-hmm. And we had those last night for dinner. And I just can't tell you enough. I hadn't tried those yet before and mm-hmm. It's just, it's heaven, and it was busy there. Yeah, well, I did not see is. Spencer. Spencer so, would not come out and see me. Yeah, he didn't want to. He's mad at me. He's mad yeah, at us. Yeah, We're too yeah. successful. It's like, uh, whatchamacallit, what's the... Um, lumberjack Lumberjack. Days. Well, he's, been, yeah. he's been lumberjacked. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, just at the north uh, end of Hugo on the east side of Highway 61. In Great Britain, 26-year-old Albert Nudrow spent two weeks meticulously planning his perfect proposal. After he bought a ring for girlfriend Valeria Matovic, okay. he decided to surprise his sweetheart by filling their living room with several candles, about 100 tea lights, and roughly 60 60 balloons. Where's Albert's, the party? It's right there. Albert <laughs> spent over four hours preparing his romantic setting, two of which were spent blowing up balloons and lighting up the candles. Yeah. He spelled out the words... Marry me. Oh, for Pete's sake. Gross. I would do that. God That's almighty. so nice. I yeah, you that. would. That makes me had a, sick. Had a bottle of Chianti <laughs> waiting for them. Yes, this and is. had a nonstop romance playlist playing on his speech. This is perfect. Oh, for, this is what what, what country is this, Jen? This is Great Britain, Joe. Oh, yeah, it's close enough. How were her teeth? Albert, then went, Albert yes. then went out to pick up his girlfriend to bring her home for the surprise, but after he left... How were her teeth? <laughs> you mustn't be frightened by these candles. <laughs> the house is not ablaze, but I Let me guess, his girl, was his girlfriend actually one of those really expensive uh, adult uh, sex No, uh, Yes, it was his assistant. Like a, a normal, a normal <laughs> his gal, wife's you know. assistant. Cut to the chase. Tell us he burned the place oh. down. That well, yeah. Albert went to pick up his girlfriend to bring her home, but after he left, the place caught fire, oh my yeah. completely destroying yeah. his surprise yeah. and the apartment. Well, three fire crews rushed to the scene. Uh, when they got there and saw the damage, Albert still insisted. This is the romantic part, Rook, on going ahead with her proposal as planned. He got down on one knee in the charred room. Please tell me she to. turned him down. Yeah, say, you got to say no, baby. This guy just burned down his house. Right, you're He's not a worthy. loser. Yeah. Asked the love of his life if she would marry him. With sirens wailing in the distance and their flat engulfed in <laughs> and flames, the girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the girl not. said yes. All right, Johnny. That's uh, really quick. Wait, it's not done yet. Wait, wait, he's not done. I think you are done, John. I think you are. Kenny? They're going to tie the knot on the anniversary of the fire. Instead, they invite the fire brigade 
as special the guests. Yes. What a sap. See, at that oh. point, once there's a total loss, that's when you start landing on thick saying, I had a brand new Louis Vuitton in there for you. Yeah, I yeah. had some Gucci perfume. And now, and now I'm moving gone. in with you, baby. You know, Can you borrow me $1,000? <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking of romance, Rook, the other day you had a very nice post uh, directed towards your lovely bride on, wow. I believe it was Facebook, right? I believe we've already covered that, I Chris. know, but, but what I was going to add to that was, Rook, we were going to surprise you and we were going to have Roycey record that wonderful greeting and oh, we were yeah. going to play it back for you yeah. upon your return from Boston. Oh, fantastic. That would have been so nice. My Say, fellas. Fellas. <laughs> fellas. Yes. I got to go yes, get a glass of water. Oh, okay. okay. We'll be back shortly. We will. But, Rook, why don't you tell us about our friends over at Livewire Solar, please? I will tell you about Livewire Solar. I just met with the uh, the guys over there. Complete GLers. It's Troy. It's Tim. I talked to those guys. And you know what? I We're talking about just uh, advertising on the podcast. They're very happy with people that are calling them. And they were talking about all of their solar stuff. And I said, guys, not everybody needs solars. I said, one, one thing that you're missing out on is you guys are a full-service electrical contractor. You should actually uh, think about that, mention that, stress that in the ad, because you know what? There's a lot of GLers that maybe not, they might not need solar right now, but they could sure use an upgrade for their uh, uh, from fuses to a circuit breaker. They might need some uh, electrical work. Well, you guys can do all that. Maybe you own a business. If you're a commercial business owner, well, they do commercial business as well. Service upgrade, commercial services, they do it all. You do need to go to their website, and that is livewiresolarmn.com. 651-688-2400, 651-688-2400. Also remember, if you're a business owner, they do solar, and they do it right. You could have a system with no out-of-pocket costs and pay for it in four to six years with the money you save in your energy bill. That's a really nice thing to take off the docket that you don't have to pay for your electricity. 651-688-2400 or go online to livewiresolarmn.com for a no obligation analysis of your building or your home and a report on how much money you can save. Don't forget about the if that plug is sparking like it did in uh, a Christmas story, I think you need to get in touch with Livewire 651-688-2400. Rock. Great building sites in Sioux Falls are attracting national attention because Sioux Falls is open for business. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. Pay a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. You'll find that Sioux Falls has just what business owners want and need. In Sioux Falls, you'll find talented people ready to go to work for you. Plus, short commutes, safe streets, available land and buildings, fewer taxes, and higher profits. In Sioux Falls, you pay no corporate or personal state income tax, see a significantly lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. No matter what size your project is, Sioux Falls has available sites with logistical connections to air, rail, and two interstate highways. Expand or relocate your company to Sioux Falls and discover relief from excessive restrictions and costs. It all starts with a visit to SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. He's in a hurry to get this done. Joe Souchere. <laughs> no, I'm not. Talking faster helps, too. Yes, talk yeah. faster. Here's Mr. Clockwatcher, Joe Souchere. <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. Lock your doors. Have situational awareness. And for Pete's sakes... 
Log on to DKMags.com for home and self-defense items. Better, better yet, you know what, just go visit them. Stop in. DK Mags are on Old Aid up in New Brighton or even Monticello Pond and Gun, uh, just a few miles, if even that, south of 94. Uh, a couple of wonderful shops that GLers love. If you've already been to DK, to DK Mags, you know what I'm saying. Best little gun shop in town as far as I'm concerned. If you've been to Monticello Pond and Gun, you get everything up there. TVs, power tools, a Remington 870, maybe an old Model 12. What is better than looking through old-use firearms? I love that. Anyway, uh, yeah, and I'm going to stop in on my way up this weekend. I need another set of speakers for the shop up north. Uh, anyway, we're, we're, oh, yeah, if you're a hunter or maybe a sport shooter, DK Mags and Pon, uh, Monticello Pond and Gun, they're the best source for everything you need. Advice, yeah, questions, you, you can get them answered there. You can get them. Uh, the main reason I moved all of my firearms-related business to DK Mags years ago is because of the way they treat people. They're very friendly, very knowledgeable. 5% <clears throat> off firearms and accessories if you're a law enforcement officer or first responder or a vet. DKMags.com in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun. This email is called Kenny the Panda. Uh, Joe, Kenny said something so absolutely astonishing in regards to the Norwegian flag dust up in Michigan on yesterday's show, and the comment is typical of most huge pandas. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, this is where we disagree, Joe. You choose to fight, and I choose to flee. I damn near hit a mailbox when I heard this. When... Would he ever think it's time to make a stand and fight back against this Marxism? By the time people like Kenny think it's finally time to make a stand, it will be too late. Keep up the good fight, Joe, and see if you can get those boys to grow a set before they get steamrolled by the scum. Richard uh, Williams in Tulsa, Oklahoma. There you go, Kenny. Steamrolled by the scum. Kenny has, well, has responded. Camera. Well, Dick, um, here's the deal. If your business is being shut down and protested and nobody can get in your doors, what are you supposed to do? Just But you you don't get the larger just, point, Kenny. You don't get the I larger get, no, point. No, Joe, I get the What's the, the larger point. point then? Explain to me, what is the larger point? Push back. No, but why? There will be no bed and breakfast to operate well, if, this, if this behavior continues. There will be no need for anybody to own a bed and breakfast. There'll be no economic means to have people use a bed and breakfast. Businesses will go under if they don't push back. Kenny did his job. Dick took to the computer, wrote in an email. He reacted. Kenny did his job. So bite on that, Dick. <laughs> Joe, your discussion on Wednesday's podcast about the polling group used in Minneapolis to try and convince people that the majority of residents want the police defunded. No, uh, Richard uh, from Tulsa is more correct, Kenny, than you are. Uh, and, so I should do my job. I don't want him to sit want... here and agree with everything well, you then, say. Then, then you're in. The, yeah, then you're in the wrong business, Kenny. You're in the wrong business to be a garage logician. You really are. No, no, I'm not. I'm doing my job. I'm I'm here doing what you want me to do. But if every you want time me to agree you, with everything you, you say, me... I will. No, every That's time me. you claim to be doing your job, you back <laughs> off something, like that trucker on the freeway during the height of the protests. I didn't offer anything for that. <coughs> I waited until the real story came out. Again, Joe, doing my job. 
Joe, your discussion on Wednesday's podcast about the polling group used in Minneapolis to try and convince people that the majority of residents want the police defunded reminded me of a pollster who called my house about 20 years ago. The question was something to the effect of, are you in favor of outlawing abortion, which will result in back alley abortions and death of pregnant women? Well, I immediately saw through this ridiculous premise and gave the poor girl on the other end of the phone an earful about the many other choices available and the personal responsibility and the behavior that led to the pregnancy in the first place. I know you don't argue about abortion on your show. I only bring this up to point out that this kind of deception in polls has been going on for a very long time. Keep pushing back, Jeff. All right. Uh, This one says... Joe, I've been behind on the podcast, but you couldn't be more wrong about your assessment of your father getting you a job. That isn't a privilege of being white. That's a privilege of a father not being a loser and being around for you to learn from him and take interest in the things that he had interest in. This is a privilege given to those without a worthless parent to guide them. What makes you think black people aren't capable of this, you racist? Well, he's right. He's absolutely right. I it's agree. A good, it's a very good point. A very good point. Uh I agree. Uh, hail yeah, hail a flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. I didn't hail hear Kenny. You. I didn't hear Kenny. Uh, he saluted. Uh, the he lightning saluted. in the uh, Bruins have tied it up. <laughs> Two minutes left in the third. Oh, anyway, just, my God, people. Just so you know, if you are watching this live, me in the lower box here down on the right, I'm the sycophant that always agrees with Joe. Yeah. Not, yeah, not that job's already been work. filled. Right, that's, Rookies uh, own that no job. No room at the end, Kenny. <laughs> Joe, I recently was up north camping with my family and had your podcast playing as we drove up. My nine-year-old cousin was listening, and she asked why you all would say perfect health after somebody coughed. I, expand, I explained the reason for it and why I, too, have started saying it. The whole rest of the weekend, she used that phrase anytime she or anyone else in the campground coughed or sneezed. It quickly gained approval and gave people a good laugh. I believe Rookie said something about selling a perfect health t-shirt i would definitely take a few uh uh keep pushing back josh okay and only because they come to us all the way from mumbai india Mm -hmm. from our friend tom lyman it's on this date in minnesota history in 1945, on this date, fighter pilot Richard Bong dies in an airplane explosion in California. Bong had shot down 40 Japanese planes during the war, making him America's top ace. The Bong Bridge, which opened October 25th, 1984, connects Duluth with Bong's birthplace, Superior, Wisconsin. Thank you for that. I have nature notes that we must get to, and we will do so uh, momentarily. How's that? Gotcha. Well, I'm waiting. Hello. Hello. University of Garage Logic 98. College of Self Esteem. Hello. Zip. Nada. Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. This was in the Minneapolis paper today. Uh, British scientists say there are more emperor penguin colonies in Antarctica than previously thought based on evidence of bird droppings spotted from space. Uh, I. St- I uh, insist that we saw this story, also this same story, about five years ago, where we were told there are more penguins than the scientists thought because they're observing the colonies from space. So but when I see this story, I wonder how far down will I have to read to get how endangered they are by humans. We just discovered there are more than we think. Uh, scientists used images from Europe's 
Sentinel-2 satellite mission to look for smudges on the ice that indicate large amounts of guano. The majestic emperor penguin breeds in remote areas where temperatures can drop as low as minus 58 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Peter Farrell, a British Antarctic survey geographer and the study's lead author, called the latest account good news, but noted that the newly spotted colonies were small. So they, they can never be happy. Even the people who do the, the wonderful discoveries can never be happy. Uh, and we also learned that here it is. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. In the sixth paragraph, emperor, Perig- emperor penguins are vulnerable to the loss of sea ice predicted to occur because of man-made global warming. B as in B, S as in S. This is the second time you penguin freaks have told me that there are more penguins than you ever thought possible. And right here, closer to home, uh, an abundance of beavers may be helping Voyager's moose population. And man, if there's ever been a state more concerned about moose than Minnesota. I'm thinking of the Mary Tyler Moore episode when Chuckles the Clown died. Oh, yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. It was quite firm. We're all showing extreme professionalism right now. I, I've and been restraint. Muted, so yeah. I'm I'm innocent. Go get him, Joe. Why is the moose population remaining relatively stable when moose across the state and other areas are declining? Asked Dr. Tom Gable with the Voyager's Wolf Project. Biologists in Voyager's National Park say unlike other areas, the park's moose population has been steady since at least 09 and they think they have the answer. One of the big differences between Voyager's National Park and a lot of the other areas of the state are the really dense beaver population, said Dr. Gable. So there are lots and lots of beavers in Voyager. Uh, The beaver population that we have in the park is just a perfect scenario where we have the highest density of beavers in the lower 48, said Steve Wendell's wildlife biologist with Voyager's National Park. Park. Wolves, like all other animals, get full and they have a certain amount of time they can go and catch and eat their prey. And so they have to make decisions about which prey they want to go after and when and how extensively that's going to impact how much they prey on other species. Gable said there's evidence that wolves in the park have been preying mostly on beavers and that could help the moose because they, they see a beaver and they see a moose and the wolf thinks, well, I don't want to get kicked by a moose, so I might as well go eat this other animal. And uh, that's another indication that for at least the 15 years we've been told uh, how much danger the moose are in. And, of course, it's climate change or some kind of a bug or whatever. Well, no, uh, mostly it's been because wolves have been decimating them and now the wolves have found another uh, another area to explore, and that's to eat the beavers. And then the, the moose then survives. So that's all good news. So thank you for that. Hello. The park board in Minneapolis. I'll find out whoever the... <laughs> this park board story is going to be pretty damn good, I bet. Has to be. Has to be. It just—it makes me laugh. It's no, uh, they're going to be okay. I think we—I think we had great restraint and were very professional I, uh, with that don't last know what story. You're talking about it's right here. What about that nutty park board? Though? I mean, what are they up to now? Wait, wait, wait! I think I got it. I think I got it. We got it right here. We got it right here. Come on! Really? Are you kidding me? The Minneapolis Parks and Rec Board approved two temporary permits for new homeless encampments in city parks. 
The Seriously? Permits, the permits approve camp locations in Marshall Terrace Park in northeast Minneapolis and near Lake Harriet. Uh, I wonder how long before the uh, prematurely gray-haired, sustainable bag-carrying women in, in the Lake Harriet neighborhoods uh, might realize how they've windmilled themselves by the election of these clowns to various positions in Minneapolis city government. Consider the, property tax, consider the property taxes they're paying there. I'm not going to read it again, Rook. I, uh, that's not right. No, you guys have all failed me, and you've let me down. You've, you just let me down something terrible. I'm sorry. No, you're not. That's disingenuous. Bruins lost that game, by the way. Darn Where does that series stand? Uh, I don't. I turned it off. I don't know. Uh-huh. You decide to pay attention to the podcast now that it's right just at about the end done. Of the podcast. I do yeah. have a serious question, though, about, and I'm not making a joke, uh, Such, not at all. Uh, so there's no punchline here, and there should be no snickering. I'm wondering how they go about hunting them and getting them because they have the water to escape to. I'd really like to find out. It's just curious to me. Well, reporting and, and is beaver a, have very super sensitive noses. You cannot sneak up on a beaver. Well, then it, what what it, reporting doesn't help us understand that. But what I would suspect is the beaver population must be so plentiful that the wolf population has taken note of them. Yeah, it's more dangerous for a wolf to go after a moose because the moose can kick the wolf in the head. Right. So, a but, moose can put up a hell of a fight when the wolf attacks him, and now the wolf might be thinking, the hell with that. Look at all these beavers around here. Let's eat them. How can they do that? I don't know. I had wrongly assumed, obviously, that a wolf would not go into the water to chase prey, but obviously I've been wrong about that. Apparently. Um, so that, or maybe that, they I, sneak up on the where beavers live in, uh, well, they make dams, but do they live in huts like uh, muskrats? They do, big, okay, gi- that- and they're only accessible from underwater. Oh. But at night, they work on, well, night and late evening or late afternoon, they'll work on the dam. So if, yeah. if there's been a breach in the dam, they'll start working on it overnight. Yeah. So they right. do, and then if they want to cut down a tree or take down a tree, obviously they're up on land, so maybe that's when they're getting them. Damn okay. beavers. The, uh, all of you are staying tonight till 6. We're going to have a meeting. I'm actually going to research that because I, I found that fascinating. Uh, my only daily vehicle right now, uh, unless I can finagle a way to use the CP's car when she's not using it, is my Yamaha S-Max scooter. I did not get it at EcoFun. I got it before I knew EcoFun existed, but EcoFun is now where I will ever have it serviced. That's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. In addition to the S-Max, which is a little bigger than the other scooters, they have scooters that turn every errand into an adventure, get about 75 to 80 miles to the gallon. They're fun. They're nimble. They're easy to park. They're great urban transportation, as well as are the Bintelli e-bikes at EcoFun Motorsports, great youth recreational equipment at EcoFun Motorsports, helmets, apparel, and a great service department at EcoFun Motorsports. They'll take care of you because they send a truck through town once a day if need be to pick up what needs servicing. They bring it back to uh, EcoFun and Forest Lake, do the work, and get it back to you. That's a novel way of getting your scooter serviced because on some of those little scooters, if you lived in Minneapolis, you're not going to want to drive it to Forest Lake. That's not what they're made for. And even your Bintelli e-bike, you probably don't want to drive it that far, although you could. 
with five levels of electric assist. You could drive a Bentelli e-bike across the country if you were if you were of a mind. All available at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. And now, uh, when we uh, leave the air, mm-hmm. we will convene a very important meeting oh, for, okay. for all yeah, in yeah, attendance. We're going to stop by the garage. Is that yeah, what we're going to do? Trouble with my connection. <laughs> I can't quite hear you say what you're. Um, yeah. I will tell you this, though, in closing. Um, happy to be here today. Uh, we've got some wonderful, wonderful stuff going on at the garagelogic.com website. Yes, sir. Go to garagelogic.com. Also, check out the Rewards for Listeners program. The Rewards for Listeners program, you can be rewarded just for listening and downloading the podcast. And tell each and every person you know about the podcast. As the email earlier said, it is great. You don't have to listen real time. You can send it to everybody else and at your convenience. So check it out. PodMN on your smartphone for other podcasts that may entertain you and inform you. Or PodMN.com on your computer at home. And Sioux Falls, South Dakota is open for business. Sioux Falls has the people you need to succeed and the freedom you want to operate your company. If you want to be open for business, expand or relocate to Sioux Falls, get the facts online right now at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Brah. How are we going to start this meeting now? You're going yeah, to be. What time uh, do you want us to come over? Is it a mock meeting or do we have to be serious? Oh, we'll bring the Harmony Spirit. Serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it is serious? And don't call me. my serious face on them, which you can't see. Are we really going to have a meeting? I think so. I thought I, I thought we performed well during a certain story. I did too. Yeah. I don't think he's got anything. You got See, nothing on us. See you tomorrow, bro. Garage uh, bruh. Part of it. Okay. <laughs>